Welcome back to another episode of Last Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. Ooh. Ooh. I hate that this ring light clearly, like, I just don't be angling, angling it uh, as good as I used to, but that light also wasn't working in the background, and now it'd just be, like, in the way, cutting off the little L. Maybe we gotta do a revamp. <sighs> yeah. I'm but always with revamping comes with money, so... Yeah, I mean, we got some sponsorships. Nothing crazy. Um, Not enough, so... DIY, babe. Yeah. But it's okay. Most people listen to us anyway, so it really doesn't matter. The other day, I was thinking, like, should we put our videos on Spotify or should we just keep them on YouTube? We make money from YouTube, but not much. But it's just an idea. I don't know. Like I don't I don't know what the numbers are in terms of like do people actually watch um like videos Spotify. on Spotify? I think that it's cool that we're able to upload a video and you can watch it if yeah. you want to watch it. Like sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, Oh, I wish I could watch this. Yeah, I think because not a lot of people have YouTube or like YouTube. And honestly, for a while, I had a love-hate relationship with YouTube only because with YouTube, it requires you to like, I don't know if it's still like that. I think it depends. But like, if it's eight in an age range or like adult only, yeah. it'd be like, oh, sign in to listen, to watch, whatever. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not making an account with you. I hate oh, making Lord. accounts. Yeah. I, I really do. It's like, why? Because it's just too much. And mm -hmm. then I forget passwords and shit. And it's like, yeah. if I'm not going to use you on the regular, then no. Right. But yeah, if you guys would want us to put our videos on Spotify as well, we could do that. It ain't about nothing. Yeah, let us know. But it is August. Oh, you know ready. what that means. What, is, what does that mean? What does it mean? Summer's over. No, summer doesn't end till September 22nd, and Virgo season starts in August. Ooh. People love Virgos, or they hate them. It's one or the other. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really like this one or that one, love or hate, no in the middle. A perfect example of that is if you watch The Ultimatum, Vanessa is a Virgo, apparently, and so is Mal. And a lot of people love Mal, and a lot of people don't like Vanessa. <laughs> okay, I guess that's so. Uh... It's crazy out here. And same thing with um, the guy from Love is Blind. What's his name? That he got dumped. Oh, um, mm, why is it that I can't remember? Marshall. Marshall is also Virgo. And I think most people liked him, but I would read comments about people not liking him. So. Listen, you know who's a Virgo? Beyonce. And that's all that matters. We're going to leave that there. <laughs> yeah whatever moving on so we went to the sam smith concert yesterday in philly and it was so fire it was so good fuego and like as soon as we're like walking in or we're like driving in the car we're paying for um parking the guy kind of has like a mood and what did you say to him that he was he started talking I don't know. You cracked a joke or something. And then he was like, why y'all coming to this concert? I'm like, what you mean? We love Sam Smith. But he was like, mm -mm. Oh, all right. So, right. I've been trying to, first of all, I don't have cash majority of the time because I get fucking paid through like deposit. Um, So I have cash and I've been trying to use my cash like all day, all day. And I've been getting denied. 
because I went to the beach and I went to pay for tax. And they're like, oh, you can't, like, we don't take cash here. You got to go somewhere else to pay if you're going to use cash. But we got like a kiosk you can pay with your card. And I was like, what? I was like, last time I came, y'all wanted cash. Y'all didn't want car. Like, confusion. Then we went to the concert yesterday and I'm paying for parking. And I'm like, trying to give my cash. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we don't take cash. It has to be like card. And I'm like, what the? F-? I was like, yo, I've been trying to get rid of this cash all day. I'm not even going to stun you. And he was like, well, I mean, you could leave a tip if you want. And then yeah. that's when he he cracked the joke. Oh, that's like, what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I mean, you could always leave he a tip if you really try and get rid you of it. You get him a tip? Shit. You get no. him a tip? Okay. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, okay, talk that shit. And he was like, what y'all, what y'all doing here? Oh, because I was like, I like, I love that energy. Uh-huh. He was like, I don't really got much energy. He's like, it's just with y'all. Yeah. Yeah, because majority of the people who were there were white. And he definitely made a comment about that. <laughs> Listen, I don't got no problems with nobody. But we love Sam Smith. And I was, I got offended when he said that. I was like, wow. Because the day before that, it was like Drake. So, I know that Drake concert was So it was lit. just like a really different mix of people coming yeah. in, I guess. But whatever um when i first started listening to sam smith i didn't know he was gay one and two i didn't know he was white not that that really matters but like i would just listen and i really was picturing a black man for some reason for some reason and then i started watching youtubes and i was like wow (laughs) this was not what i was expecting surprise yeah and my best friend had put me on and he has like really good music. Like he is fire. First of he all, really is. he went on um he actually had Jesse Reyes as a part of his tour. So you know I had to go She get was like tickets. a pre what, what? She opened for him. I don't want to say like oh I, I mean it, it's essentially that is what she did. She uh-huh. opened for him. But you know, when you think of an opener, you think of like an up and coming artist opening for See, someone. See that what, that's what bothers me. She's more than an opener. She's a motherfucking headliner. Like she, she should be on stage with you because she has a song with you. It was nice to see her. We got there a little bit late, so like we didn't see the My girlfriend thing. made me miss my wife. Oh, that's right. what I'm going to title this. That's no, what I'm going to title this, not, no, this, this podcast. My girlfriend made me miss my wife. No. Don't play yourself. <laughs> she swear. We literally got here. So I don't know why she went on so early. And she apparently she went on at seven forty five when the concert starts at eight. Yeah, and we didn't walk in till about eight twenty anyway. But I basically missed a good majority of her set. I don't know how long she really performed, but I got like a song and a half, if that. And um, we were like hauling ass down as soon as we got in, like running to the point where this I lost girl her. Got me running, <laughs> like literally, like if we're about to miss a flight. Yeah, literally. Mind you, it's packed. There's so many people. Like, people are getting their drinks. People are getting popcorn. People are, like, you know, making line for the bathroom. So it's packed. And I'm running behind her, and I I be out of breath real quick. <laughs> like, I use an asthma pump. I got Don't play with me. You feel me. And she was out. And I didn't even know where we were sitting. So I didn't even know the number to, like, look out for. I ended up passing where we were even supposed to sit. Mm-hmm. The reason why I also got held back was because I bumped into this man and he was like shook. I almost knocked him over. Listen, all I know is that when we got in, I was like, all right, like 
we were a little far from our like area or section when we first got in, but so it was like a fucking switch had flipped as soon as I heard her voice. Like I didn't actually think she would be on or like maybe she had just got on, but I was like, oh no, this bitch sound like she been on. So as soon as I heard her singing, I was like, and then I saw a screen like with her on it and I said, babe, we got to go. We got to go. We were out. She almost kept up until I was like, nah, I really got to, I really got to put the speed on on these and I left her. Um, I didn't really leave her. She just We could have seen her from any seat, honestly. We could have. Could have just stood there. We could have because they weren't that strict. And I thought that they were going to be, because I've been in the Wells Fargo Center before, and sometimes you have, like, I guess it really depends on what mm-hmm. what um section you go into, mm-hmm. because there are some people who don't really give a fuck that you stand there and watch, and there are some people who, like, care. But I also, like, kind of, I mean, I ended up standing up watching her. We didn't even get to our seats yet, but it just would have been nice to be in our seats, because we actually had really good seats, surprisingly. Yeah. The- I guess I forgot how big the venue, I mean, how, like, not as big the venue is. Yeah, it wasn't the Wells Fargo Center, which isn't really that big. Yeah. It's, like, big, but, like... Like, compared to, like, Madison most, Square Garden yeah, and all of these other small. places, it's not that big. Um, but it's okay. The rest of the concert was fire. You act like you've never seen her before, though. And that's okay. Incredible. I will always be excited to see her. <laughs> whether it's my actual first or hundredth time seeing her. Jesus. It's a vibe, babe. Mm-hmm. You've been to her concert. You know what it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. You know the hype. Yeah. But the rest of the concert was fly. Honestly, the whole setup that he had was sexy. He was giving sexy. He is actually really good live. Like, literally how he sounds live is how his music sounds when you listen to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like nothing was off about him. Mm-hmm. Um, But when he came on, and he wasn't giving sexy the first, like, set he like leaned into the sexy and gave it to us at the end um which i absolutely love for him but i forget what he opened with he opened with like a do you remember what he opened with i would need to look at my phone but he um he had he had his quinceanera dress on yeah yeah his sweet 15 dress (laughs) the fact that you referred to that um yeah, he had a couple outfits that were actually pretty cute but he started he, like a couple of his sets with like songs from his older um albums so it was just like you know some of that heartbreak shit that we all listened to when he first came out and was like bitch i can relate um but we didn't even get to like a minute or a minute and a half into his first set before diver started crying yeah and I was like, I Literally. looked at her and I was like, are you crying? Yeah, I and was. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, babe, why are you crying? <laughs> I like thought that was so cute. And it was just such a wholesome moment because I'm not going to lie. I've been to a few concerts and for some reason, like, it's just such a, like, so surreal mm-hmm. and like humbling thing. I don't know if that's just because of the like concerts and the artists that I have gone to see are just like those type of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always feel so grateful and like, so um, I don't know, just like this sense of like presence and Mm -hmm. shit when I'm, when I go to a concert Um, and they just make it so meaningful. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've gone to smaller concerts and venues, so it's, like, more wholesome. Um, and I feel like I've gone to so many concerts, but I feel like Sam Smith's music is so different. Like, I've, I've been to Drake's concert, The weekend, and it's more of, like, a... That's lit shit. It's, yeah, yeah, Bad Bunny. Like, it's, like, lit yeah. shit. It's not, like, emotional. It's not, like, sentimental. Not that the music yeah. doesn't mean anything, but it's, like, a different... Different vibe. A different vibe, completely. Yeah. And um, I've seen Black. Like, I, I've seen Daddy Yankee. But like I've I said... Seen like, massive, like, big... Like, like you big, go to big concerts. Big, big I yeah, to like, big, yeah, big venues. But, I mean, when I went to go see Black, it was pretty small. Um, he like has a song. Yeah, he has a song with Jesse Reyes too. Yeah, and the last time that we went to a concert, it was with Jesse Reyes, and I really enjoyed it. Like, not that I'm not, I wasn't a fan, but I didn't listen to her like that. And then I really didn't start listening to her until with you. But then when I went to the concert, and I saw like just how she is as a person, how she interacts with people, the things that she says, like the positive energy. I was like, oh, I fuck with her. Like, <laughs> I like her as a person. So it made me want to listen to her music even more. Yeah. Um, and, like, the reason why I was crying was because, like I said, his music is so... Like, you got to listen to the lyrics, one. And two, um, when I started listening to Sam Smith, he was in a whole different era. Mm-hmm. He was skinny. He was, like, a typical white guy. Like, button up. Like, I remember going to his concert with my best friend, and he had, like, a button up type shit. And now you go to his concert, and he's, like, a whole different person. Like, he is just... He's giving purr, bitch. He's in his gay shit. Like, he's just like, I'm going to wear whatever I want. I'm sexy, whatever. Like, he's gained weight, and he doesn't. it doesn't bother him at all. Like, he's... He's feels, very body positivity. Yeah. Probably. He feels even more confident in his skin. And I feel like there was something about him that related to me because when I saw him, I wasn't out. I was just a regular, regular regular who listened to Sam Smith, didn't really think anything of it. But I feel like there was some correlation in his music, like, when he, before he, like, became this like i don't know his like transition not, yeah like pretty much from like, being you know, like you know this as what it seemed from the outside looking in that he was kind of like this closed off introverted individual mm-hmm. that was trying to look the way society wanted him to look mm-hmm. which was that skinny and um you just know, like basic yeah but i also think like some of his music too initially when he first started, it wasn't, it was very like generalized, I guess. That's so the thing. It that's wasn't a, like a, That's the other oh. reason why I didn't know he was gay because yeah. he didn't put a gender to anything. Right. Just very neutral. Right. So it was like easy to be, to think like, oh, this is obviously about a woman or obviously he's straight. Right. And then it's not like that at all. <laughs> now you watch his music videos and he's got gay men everywhere like yeah and he's in his tall he's in a long leg boots with his lace little shirt and some leather pants i love that for him he kind of reminds me of my uncle and i love that i don't it's it like excites me Mm -hmm. for some reason um but it yeah it was a different time when he came up Mm -hmm. and like i've seen people cry in like concerts and i'm like why are you crying (laughs) and that's me 
literally like you were crying for through a couple like sets oh my god i literally could not stop yeah like i was like, all right enough but i just the thought that, that was so cute because when i asked her i was like why are you crying like what's wrong <laughs> and she's just like it's just crazy because like when i was introduced to him and like when i got into him mm-hmm. i kind of just felt a certain relation of like that's who i was before and yeah. like now he's in this huge outing phase of where he's you know in love with himself in love with his sexuality and he's just gaining control and power over you know what he wants for himself and it's kind of like you're in that era now too where like you're out and Uh you're not the person you were yeah in that time and when you told me that i was like oh my god that's so cute (laughs) like Yes, I'm here for the sense of awareness. Yeah. Um. So, I like when you told me that, I almost cried because I was like, "Wow," and I love that. And I think like that's what like going to um concerts, at least like for an artist like him, right. who just makes things so personable and like meaningful that mm-hmm. you can easily look at them and and relate. Yeah. And reflect off of what it is that they're like they're sharing or how they've come about um so i think that that was beautiful and i'm so happy you had that sense of realization and just that like i don't know just that wholesome moment it was cute but yeah i'm i feel like i'm an i'm i am an emotional person but not that much. So I feel like when I cry, it's like I cry and I literally can't stop. <laughs> yeah. She's not an oftenly openly emotional person, but she's pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. It just depends on this on the topic. Um, but with that being said, I wanted to come up with a conversation of just like, who were you before you came out? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked about, you know, what it was like and just like our whole coming out process mm-hmm. but again like realizing that like how things have changed in mm-hmm. the years from then to now yeah i just thought that that would be like a cool thing mm-hmm. because i feel like sometimes we kind of forget where we come from we forget the person that like the people that we were prior right. to who we are now and i think that when we reflect on who we used to be it makes it I don't know. It just brings awareness to who you are today. Mm-hmm. And it brings that sense of like gratefulness and appreciation about how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've said this before, is it's really easy to get, um, you know, caught up in the idea of what's next. What's next for me? What's my next goal? What's the next best thing um, that you just lose sight of like what you have right now? And I, I've, I'm really heavy on on the idea of like right now mm-hmm. because like you really does don't know like what comes later or right and shit like that so yeah um well we've talked about like our coming out stories in one of these episodes for sure maybe is it the first one it's the first one yeah um and i gave everyone kind of like a brief summary of my coming out story and i'm not gonna say it again but to answer the question about like who was i before i came out i feel like for one, I was definitely a fuck girl. <laughs> like, it's like, 
I would form friendships with guys and it would it would be kind of like a friendship and more like very playful and not like serious at all. Like I didn't know how to be serious. I didn't like deep conversations. I would get very uncomfortable. Like it was like I was okay with us doing what we had to do and then I'm out or you're out. Nobody has to sleep over. Like, we don't got to do all that. I'm not cooking breakfast for you. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not. And if I did it, I did it. But it was because I, I got to eat, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you're still here. Smart so ass. what can I do? Yeah. Um, but I really, a lot of guys that I dated would tell me, like, you're so hard to read. I'm like, why are you trying to read me? <laughs> but... I feel like I was hard to read because deep down inside, I just knew this is this is not this isn't gonna work. Like this this just isn't enough for me mm-hmm. at the moment. It just wasn't enough for me, and I feel like I kept trying to search for something that wasn't there. If that makes sense, yeah. And then I'm like, is it just the guys that I'm picking? And honestly, like I would not date fuck boys. That was one thing about me. I would go for like good guys. Like they were fairly So you was a fuck girl going for good guys. Pretty much. Man. And like they would it wasn't even like a certain look. Like if you look at the guys that I dated, they didn't even look the same. It was I really would go for personality. And even when I did that, it just still wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And it was like something's missing here and I truly don't know what it is, but it's just not working. Um, regarding like my my friendships, I feel like I was always, I mean, still am like that strong friend that fuck him, like who gives a fuck? Like, why are you stressing over that man? Like, I was that that friend that would be like, all right, enough. Like, I don't, let's not talk about this man. Or like, I was just always that friend that I was like, I really don't, like, who gives a fuck? Like, why are we stressing? Like, I was never stressing over a dude and my friends were. And I would truly would not understand why they would deal with the shit that they dealt with. And then when I started dating girls, I was dealing with that shit. And I'm like, why am I? I like, it's just hypocritical of me to be telling friends, like, stop dealing with this guy's shit. But I'm over here dealing with some girl shit. Yeah. And I was okay with that. Just like, and I truly don't know why. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel like before I came out, I was more kind of like closed off in a sense. Um... I, I wouldn't even post people that I dated on social media. Like, I was just, like, very private with, like, certain things. And, yeah, I was just, like, like I didn't like having conversations regarding, like, se- sexual experiences and things like that. Like, it would make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. all the time. I'm getting hot even thinking about it. Um, and, like, my friends would put me on the spot, and they would ask me, like, these sexual questions. Like, oh, my God, does he have, like, a big... You know what? And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, please stop. Please don't ask me those questions. Well, like, why did you feel like you were uncomfortable if that was kind of like the norm as female to talk about their shit like that? I know, but it's like for me, for some reason, it just felt like weird. I mean, I, I honestly. It was mad invasive. Yeah. And I I wouldn't even talk about girls like that. Mm. Like, oh my God, she had huge tits. Like, who? <laughs> why? 
I just don't. I just don't care for that. Um, or like even when they would ask me about sexual experiences, I'm like, eh, like it was. It was what it was. Like it. it it wasn't awesome. It wasn't amazing how they be describing their fucking experiences. But yeah, it was kind of like people, like my friends at the time, I'm not even cool with them anymore. They really would question like if I was like asexual or like, I don't think they question if I was gay, which is interesting because I don't think I was giving gay vibes. I think I was very feminine and I also was trying to keep up with my friend group who was very feminine, like acrylics all the time. Nothing's wrong with acrylics. There's a lot of gay girls that, that wear acrylics. When lo- when deep down inside, I don't like it. I don't like the acrylics. I can't fucking type. Right? I haven't done my nails in forever, but like, I feel like once I f- got out of that heteronormativity and like that environment where you have to be like all feminine and all like all dolled up all the time, the nails done, lashes, eyebrows done, hair done, like everything needs to be done, heels. Like that was that, I was that type of girl, like heels all the time. And now, yeah, no, I'm not wearing heels unless I, it's a fucking wedding or some shit. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like I'd rather wear sneakers, boots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like now I feel more free. Like I don't feel like I get on the podcast now and I have a, a bun with a t-shirt. Like old me would have never done that. You'd have been wearing I would be a like, bodysuit yeah, or some I, shit. I would be like, hair must be done. Like like done. Like straight in, blowed out, whatever. And like, yeah, sometimes I do get on the podcast and I like to look cute, but I don't feel forced to do so. Mm-hmm. But why do you feel like you were forced before? If there's something about the straight world where it's like, that's what it, it is. Ha- these are the like standards. And, and we've talked about beauty standards before. Right. And when you're dating a guy and you guys are kind of rocking the same type of clothes, in the straight world, that looks odd and weird. It kind of it kind of really grinds my gears <laughs> when... I be talking about this a lot because we be going out and... Um, <laughs> the guys be looking a mess. Yeah, like I just don't get it. It's like the girl is done up, did up, heels, dress, makeup, flawless, um, hair did. And what grinds my gears is like the guys they be accompanied with who came out with a white t-shirt and some sweatpants and Jordans or like a fucking tank top with a fitted hat and some shorts. Like you, like they come out with no regards to their appearance and that's fine. No, but that would piss me off too. Cause it's like, why am I going above and beyond to look good? And you look like you, you go to whatever, like like you going to the movies or like you going to, to throw out the trash. Like, right. You got Uggs on. Why? Because you going to throw out the trash. Hold up. Because I didn't even really hear you say that. That's funny. That's facts. Nah, I really... And I... Me and my friends will make fun of guys like that. I was like, first I, question, what did he wear? I'm not saying like you like, you know, you got to expect people to be done up all the time. And, and growing up, like my dad used to tell me, oh, you got to look presentable. Like go change. He really used to bitch me and tell me, oh, go change, put on something like nice. Because I was in a phase where like, I wanted to just wear a t-shirt and sweatpants or like shorts and a t-shirt. Like 
regular, regular home comfy shit. And he was like, that shit you wear at home. Like, you don't go outside looking like that. And yeah, I was like, wow, that's some bullshit. But I do think like, you know, there's a time and a place, you know, and not saying you need to be completely done up. But I just feel like if your partner is giving that effort, why can't you? That's what I'm saying. You know, it don't take nothing. And the crazy thing, no. So, no. Oh, why it really grinds my gear too is because it's not hard as a man to look presentable. It's not. You have two choices. Yes. Pick a fucking shirt and a pair of pants and that's it. Like what, what else? It's not that hard. And that's what gets me. Because I'm just like, yo, the slightest bit of effort it takes to look presentable when you take your lady out. Like, Women gotta do the utmost. No, and and, 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 that, and that and, essentially is by choice. And we spend mad money. Yeah. So it's just like I just felt forced to be this like done up person all the time because of my friends, but also just because of the environment that we would be in. And then it came to a point where I'm like, who am I trying to look good for? Mm-hmm. Am I trying to look good for guys? Or am I trying to look good for girls? Am I trying to look good to be like validated? And I even look good because it's like you could look good in any sense, but I'm saying mm-hmm. like the unnecessary acrylics all the damn time that cost a fortune, the you know, the lashes, the hair done, like it's shit not cheap. Shit's not cheap. And at a point I had color in my hair. and then i gotta spend like two hundred dollars to get you know my hair dyed and cut and like why why are we doing this like it's like why am i doing this and then i started realizing those things and then the person that i was dating at the time the first girl that i was dating she just noticed like certain things about me like in a sense of like I see that you're like this with your friends, but then you're like this with me. Not like in a negative way, but she was like, you should just, you should feel free to be who you are. Like, be yourself. And I truly felt like I couldn't really be myself with them. And that was that. That was the end of a friendship era. And like, it is what it is because I feel like you lose friends, but then you make friends. And I've made so many friends since I came out. Straight or not straight. I feel like I've met so many people, connected with so many people. The podcast obviously has something to do with it, but I feel like I don't feel the need to pretend anymore, you know? This is probably like the outest or gayest you've been since coming out. Like you host an entirely gay podcast. Yeah. That's crazy. Truly. Like this is normal for me. Yeah. Crazy for you. Very crazy. And I'm sure, like, if I was to see a vision of my future, I'd be like, nah, that's not me. What the hell? Because, number one, like, not that I don't like being in front of the camera, but I could be camera shy. Mm -hmm. And, like, the angles got to look good and all that, you know. But um, I didn't have social media for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even for people who I've dated who see me now, they're probably like, wow, she's a whole different, like. I was like, even, like, just the sense of like being in front of a camera like i i remember the first time we did it and it was so weird because i mean it was weird for both of us yeah like we were i don't know like 
I didn't even know how to talk in front of her. And I'm just like, I live with this girl. Like, I'm dating her. Like, why the fuck is it so hard? Or, like, do mm-hmm. I feel weird? Or, like, embarrassed in a sense to, like, sit in front of the camera looking at ourselves and yeah. just talking to each other. You know why it's embarrassing? Because it's, like, uh, people who you know personally watch this mm-hmm. or see this or, like, not that they see it or they'll bump into it, they'll scroll through it, whatever. And I feel like there's something maybe cringy about, about it, that yeah. because it's like you know this you know person. them but it's like you do you really know me you don't yeah. you only see me on you know social versions media versions of me when was the last time you saw me in person though you know so it's like you don't really know me you just know maybe the high school ver- version of me which was like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like geez we all change yeah. but honestly who gives a fuck yeah i make we make money <laughs> like it's like we we get to talk to people we get to build relationships with people and sometimes we make money so yeah. it's like why how could you be mad at that um if i could do this as a full-time job we've talked about it we would do it 100 percent and be more active and have things in person like you know um one day yeah who were you before you came out um so for the thousandth time, we know that I have been pretty gay for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to the realization a lot younger than obviously you. It's a little bit more recent for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say that before I came out, um, again, it was, I had like levels of my coming out. It wasn't like a full blown come out. Um, I was roughly like in eighth grade to my freshman year and, um, even like into like those first two years of high school where I was still like unsure about it and like questioning where I lied. Um, because like high school is like that era where you're like, okay, dating boys, like, you know, friends, you want to be in all these, like, you know, that, that high school version that you see on tv you know um so for me it was like a lot going on because i had grown up being this tomboy and having all like um the boyfriends like you know i was like the only girl kind of with the boys or like my brother's friends and shit like that and so like when middle school and high school came around i think it was like a whole transition period because now i had to transition to the that girly girl phase mm-hmm. and it didn't really take into full effect like I tried um and it just it didn't work out also because my mom was like bitch you're not grown like who do you think you are so it was very limited um but I definitely tried to be in those friend groups where you know um girls just tried to be like that feminine version of themselves you know want to be done up all the time makeup nails done Mm -hmm. hair did skirts crop tops um and my mom wasn't having that i was wearing jeans and an arrow pastel shirt that might have had a (laughs) v-neck and um at the time i was doing my own hair and i didn't really know how to i didn't really know how to do my hair so i was doing like this fluff ass push back ponytail all the time and like my ponytail just used to be like fluffy um so it wasn't even until like high school where I learned to like try to do my hair Mm -hmm. um 
But even then, I was, like, trying to navigate boys. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, you know, like, there was a couple boys where I was just like, oh, he's cute, da 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 like, damn. And obviously, like, I had taste for motherfuckers who would probably, like, never even look at me oh, at Lord. that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, But I did have, like, a couple guys that I would, like, talk to. And mm-hmm. I guess I tried to find comfortability in being the feminine type. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was weird. Like, I <laughs> I didn't know how to do that. And I don't know if it was, like, because I played sports. So I think I found my comfortability in, like, my tomboyness and, like, eventually found comfortability in that sexuality of liking girls mm-hmm. through playing sports. Um, but I think, like, that was kind of, like, my escape and my excuse for, like, why I was that tomboy way and it's like boys want the girly girl but at the same time like some don't mind fucking with the athlete you know so oh, i yeah. guess like that was kind of like my mask cover-up was mm-hmm. just like okay i could be this way because i'm an athlete mm-hmm. um so it was weird for me again because like even i tried to fit into places where i knew i didn't fit and then when i found people who could relate to the like uncomfortableness that I, you know, spaces that I was in, it made it a little bit more easier to not want to force yourself into those spaces where you knew you didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, that's a long time ago, but I still think like from then up until I was about, I'll say from like 15 to about like 20 21 Mm -hmm. um even though in that time period like I knew that I had like girls and that that was like that was that Mm -hmm. um I wasn't comfortable with it Mm -hmm. like I had an entire relationship even in between that time and I still wasn't comfortable with it like okay yeah you got a girlfriend but I don't want to do all this gay shit out in public either (laughs) Yeah, so like it PDA. was like weird. Yeah, the PDA, I mean, it definitely the, takes the posting. Time. It definitely takes time. Yeah. There was actually a time where, because I watched movies and TV a lot growing up, and I would actually like make storylines in my head of like one day meeting like that man and like having that family and that marriage and like what it would be like. And I think like when you when you know you're a little bit different and that you're not like everyone else, um, you know, I think that you obviously fantasize about that idea of normalcy. And I think that that's what it was for me. It was just like, everyone had boyfriends. Everyone was in a relationship in a time where that's kind of like your, your puberty era, you know, mm-hmm. that's your like high school. Let me make dumb decisions and yeah. like fall in love, like dumb shit error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get that. I didn't get that. And at first, that shit was, like, weird, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of felt alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, so I'm about to be the only girl. Literally. <laughs> never had a relationship. And I really didn't. I, like, I went uh-huh. my whole high school career with not a single relationship. Oh, same. And it wasn't until, like, the end of my senior year when I had met a girl and, like, I ended up, like, dating her. Mm-hmm. And even throughout that process, I felt uncomfortable because I, again, like I just wasn't with the like out of like our home type thing, you know, out of our space. Like I yeah. wanted to keep that very like um, private in a sense. And that person wasn't like that. 
mm-hmm. person didn't have a problem being like you know um out here about it in any type of way which is crazy because she was actually a straight girl when i met her <laughs> yeah um but i think like it was just a lot of uncomfortability is what i felt and like trying to understand and figure it out and i think what helped me to kind of just find that comfortability where like the people that I've met along the way and related to me because then it was like wow I'm not doing this alone like I have someone else who makes this less lonely and like brings perspective and like you know Mm -hmm. Mm. and I've met a lot of people who've had like their outing worse than me and I just was like wow like I have so much to be grateful for because I didn't have to experience like the tragedy of that mm-hmm. for sure it's funny because i feel like um so like studies show that there are more like people coming out now and there's like more kids in high school who are like gay or whatever and that's why some people are so against the lgbtq community because they think that we're influencing young people or whatever the case may be but it's definitely not that no People just feel more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's not about people are just gay for fun or for a trend. It's like, no, they feel more comfortable early on, which is so good. Because now they're having, you know, dating experiences early on and not as a late adult <laughs> in their late out. 20s. Yeah. Experiencing heartbreak like we're fucking 15. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I'm so glad that. You know, the youth is coming out earlier and having relationships because it's like, then you don't have to, you're not delayed. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like you, you know, you're out, you're proud, and maybe you'll have healthier relationships because of that. I don't know. But it just goes to show that, like, for us, it was like, well, it's not normal because a lot of people, I never saw a gay couple in my fucking high school. There was, like, maybe, like, three gay girls or two that I knew. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't even like I saw them in like relationships. And it was also not the type of gay that I was familiar to because they were all masculine. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was like, yeah, that definitely can't be me because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that masculine. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, you learn a lot of things like as time goes. Cause like you said, grown, like for us, it was just like you seen the, the masculine gaze and you're just like, I don't relate with that. Yeah. And even me, like I saw the masculine gaze and I didn't see too many feminine gay girls. So it was like for me, it was just like, oh, well, then I'm obviously a masculine individual, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I'm like, oh, well, I'm a little tomboyish, I guess it makes sense to relate with that. Yeah. And now I'm like categorizing myself, which yeah. eventually I then had to grow out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, you know, started to grow into my femininity. And, like, even now, like, I feel comfortable, period. Like, I'm just in the middle. I know that I'm in the middle, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Somebody had asked me the other day. It was like, why, like, why are you, why do you present masculine? Like, why why this stud version of you? Why? Like, you look so they good, feminine. That? Yeah. And I was just like, it's just my, Incredible. it's just my comfortability. Like I'm just comfortable in this way, but don't get it fucked up. Like if I need to slay, I'll do yeah. that. Like yeah. that's not a problem to me. Um, it's just, I don't, it's not something that I could obtain all the time. <laughs> like I, I don't want to walk around with a crop top and booty shorts all the time. Like it's giving yeast infection. Okay. Stop like 
I I don't know. It's just I don't like, even do that. It's not even like I don't want to. It's just like this is the way I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with being. I want to be fly. Like yeah. you see other girls. Like you see girls out here who who wear streetwear a lot, and they don't. I mean, I guess I put a little bit more like masculine in my. I guess my presentation, yeah. but it's still, the it's the makeup has a lot to do with it. Yeah, and you don't wear makeup because I don't have the patience to do it. I would. Don't yeah. get fucked up. If I could, you, I would. You don't need makeup. No. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything you feel like you miss about the person that you were prior to like coming out? Or do you feel like, you know, this is about as, as best as it has been for you? Oh, I don't miss it. Mm-mm. Not at all. Me either. I think I'm like... <laughs> I'm good. Just overly proud. It's crazy. And you know what? When you're in an environment, like when we went to the Sam Smith concert, it's just so much like being in a space where everyone can relate to you and we're all here, Mm -hmm. gay, queer, whatever. Like, Uh, But I'm sure there was a lot of straight people too. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. We're in a space where we all can relate. We all, yeah. And are okay with it. Right. Don't feel uncomfortable because he's in a thong. Who cares? Right. Like, he's in a thong. This one's wearing a corset. Whatever. Like, come how you come. How's, you know, however you are most comfortable. And, like, we're so open and excited about it and, like, sharing so much love in that space right. and i think like i love being in spaces like that mm-hmm. and that's why like even when pride month comes around and we're in spaces like that it's just like i don't know it's, it's like so more, uplifting yeah, it's just more accepting yeah yeah it's just a very good environment to be in for mm-hmm. sure all right let's get into the family meeting i've been single for the past 22 years of my life I came out when I was 18 and I have only had one brief relationship and a series of hookups and situations with women. Some of them have been great, but others very toxic. I'm sick and tired of dating apps and want to meet someone organically, but I don't know how. Do you have advice on finding slash flirting with women in real life and knowing how to and knowing how someone is the one? Please help. You got to put yourself out there so you're not in dating apps. So you have to go out to, like, queer spaces. However, I don't know where they're from. They are overage, though. Um, I think so they could um, go somewhere. one, at least for me, how I've met people, like, in real life is going out with friends. Um, even if it's straight places, queer, queer places, you know. Um, it really didn't matter the space because why would we exclude ourselves from all spaces? You know, that's true. Um, I, it is a little bit more hard to tell, like especially if you have a type. Um, feminine females are usually hard to tell if they're gay. You know, are you straight? Or are you gay? Whatever. I never really cared. Um, I guess to me, to make it like whatever i guess i always assumed that they were straight and really didn't care like i was just like if she's gonna flirt with me if i flirt with you and you entertain it yeah ding, like you you're a little gay. yeah yeah and i would i would take that and, and run with it and see like how long i can get away with flirting with them before they're like yeah well my boyfriend or yeah well my girlfriend you know mm-hmm. um but i think like i also 
between going out with my friends. Because, like, I feel like it's weird. When you go out with the idea of, like, I need to find somebody, you usually don't. You usually don't, and you're just disappointed because you're like, well, this was a fucking dub. Um, So I would just, you know, when you go out, just have fun. I think that when you're having fun and you're just, like, in the moment with your people who you're surrounded with, people attract to your energy Mm -hmm. people think like oh my god like you like even like when me and her have gone out people are like oh my god you guys are so like lively Mm -hmm. and like you're both beautiful and we're just like thank you like Mm -hmm. so i think like that naturally in your words organically attracts people towards you where you don't have to be like let me go searching for somebody you know Mm -hmm. um but i think like you also have to be open with like talking to people yeah you know you have to be like a little social yeah social yeah because if not then like if you give an rbf nobody want to talk to you and you're not going to talk to anybody you're just it's just a waiting game and it's mm-hmm. just not fun mm-hmm. as far as like knowing if someone is the one <laughs> that's hard yeah i feel like that takes like, time what is your version of the one yeah uh, and you're I, not going to know that off the bat, like, when you meet yeah. them. Yeah. Some some you may know, and I feel like for some people that works, and for some it doesn't. Um, but it's kind of something, like, you also find along the way, the more you get to know someone. Um, I won't say that, like, I don't know, because when people say, like, the one, it's just, like, that basic, normal idea of like you know finding your prince charming like that just happens like no even if you feel like you found the one it kind of doesn't always like last or end up being that way you know if you watched our last episode where we talk about how you end up hating your partner or like not liking them and it's just like hating yeah i don't want to say hating but you know there's some people who literally choose people to be with and realize they don't even like them as a person yeah. And it's just like, for what? So, you know, when you say like, oh, it, the one, there's no one. You're not just like, there's not just one person made for you. I mean, there's plenty of people who are made to be compatible with you. It's just a matter of who you choose to be your one. It's all choice. It's all choice and intention. Mm-hmm. Preach. Hi. Thanks for taking the time to read this. You guys have become my favorite podcast. Thank you. Why you started talking like that? Wow, I'm just reading it. Oh, she did a whole voice change. And as a lesbian of color, it's really nice to see representation. My straight best friend for three years just graduated college and moved back home. She went on a trip to Alaska and bought me a plushie of my favorite animal. I was the only person she bought something for. Whenever she comes over, she wants me to play with her with her hair, which she says is the only way she shows affection. I don't see her as much as more than a friend but i still feel kind of awkward around her do you think it's just girls being girls or something else and what should i do to the to the confusion to clear the confusion first of all thank you for the love and support i'm glad you feel there's a sense of representation here for you because that's what we want that's what we're here for I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong about, like, the whole plushie thing. I have friends that go on vacation and they'll, like, bring me something. But it's more of, like, a little keychain or something. Um, The whole playing with the hair thing, that's a little weird. 
<laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't know because I just feel like everybody's idea of friendship is different. That's true, and I wouldn't do that with my friend. Correct, but but maybe they would because they're they're that close and they're probably right. People kiss have on the mouth. Different comfortability <laughs> levels and what they think is like necessary for a friendship, and I feel like it's it has been maybe not now, but at least like growing up and over time it was like normal for girls to be overly overly affectionate affectionate yeah. you know no boundaries right. like what's yours is mine's type shit yeah. if you're sucking on a lollipop i'm gonna take it out your mouth and put it in mine you feel me like See, that was just kind of normal behavior and i think like now it's becoming a issue is because now people can't um differentiate the idea of well are you being friendly or, or are, are you, you be yeah like or are you like trying yeah trying to shoot your shot with me right and like that's where the huge confusion comes because right. as a gay girl with the straight friend it's just like okay like for some it's like i don't want that type of relationship with you or i don't want to confuse others uh -huh. and whatever and for some it's just like i could fall in love with you and you just fucking with me like mm -hmm. you need to let me know what's up yeah um but I just think you you have to you're gonna have to set boundaries if you don't already have boundaries with her or have set boundaries prior to like growing your friendship. I mean, it's never too late to set the boundaries. And if that's uncomfortable for you or like, you know, you just feel like it it blurs the lines a little bit, then you have to be able to tell her that. And she has to be open to receiving that if, mm -hmm. you know, that this friendship is what she wants. I would ask her like a question. Like if I was Don't ask her if she's gay. No, I would be like, would you ever be with a girl? Why? What are you getting from that? Sometimes you just have those type of conversation with your friends. I just wanna know. Okay. Like I don't know. Like I feel like if you ask it super randomly, then it might be weird. But I feel like if it's a topic of conversation and you guys are talking about gay, gay mm -hmm. stuff, gay people, will you ever be with a girl? Like yeah. a one night thing or like relationships type thing. Most girls would be like, I'll kiss a girl. <laughs> but it's like if they're like, I would never be in a relationship with one, then it's like, she's just one of these girls that's just like super touchy. Or maybe that is a conversation she's, she wants to have and doesn't know how to bring it up. Because I also think like when you're the gay one, it's just like, okay, like that's your thing. Yeah. Like I can't impose on that thing type, you know? Yeah. So sometimes there are straight girls who are kind of questioning their sexuality and don't know how to come to you as the gay friend. And you would think that it's easy. Mm -hmm. Shit, my friend came out and I was like, she eventually told me because she was dating some girl, but I was like, bitch, I'm literally the main gay character in your life. And oh, we knew that already. Yeah, but still. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I feel like there's sometimes a sense of like, I don't know. I don't want to say nervousness. I don't know how to say it. Where it's just like it's yeah, it's pressure just like, to it's, not yeah, bring it's it up. just like awkwardness. Mm -hmm. Like why are you asking me that? Right. Mm. But yeah, that's just that's just a conversation you guys have to have. Yeah. Clear. I that mean, up. if she's your real friend, it won't be that awkward. Yeah. Just, you could just laugh about it, whatever. Yeah. It shouldn't be taken personal. Yeah. Just a question. And then when she confesses her love to you. <laughs> Good luck. I don't know. <laughs> right. Let her down easy. Oh my God. For you, <laughs> the girl writing this could be gay because she's writing to us. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't mean she wants to date her best friend. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
But yeah, that's it for our episode today, y'all. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Bye. Goose, goose mother goose.